The Sports Gambling Podcast Network is sponsored by MyBookie.ag. Log into MyBookie now and get yourself a 50% deposit bonus up to $3,000 simply by using the promo code SGP50. With MyBookie.ag, it couldn't be more simple. You play, you win, you get paid. The Sports Gambling Podcast Network is also sponsored by Oddshark. Head over to Oddshark now to get free picks from the supercomputer and expert writing staff. You'll also find the latest odds for every big game and fight from all the major online sportsbooks and casinos and betting stats and trends you won't find anywhere else. So head over to www.oddshark.com and give them a follow on Twitter at Oddshark. <laughs> Hey guys, this is a special bonus show here on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. Follow the Sports Gambling Podcast Network on Twitter at the SGP Network. On this show, we will be covering the Tennis Australian Open, the first Grand Slam of 2019, as we start to cover tennis Grand Slams here on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. I believe a lot of people have been wanting this for a while. We have been covering golf. We introduced the boxing last year. Obviously, UFC's covered, NFL's covered, and we do all the college football with Colby and Christian Pina. So it made sense to cover such a massive sport as tennis, a sport that I have been profitable on consistently through my websites, initially through datajesus.net and now over at lockbetting.com where there will be official picks going out for the Australian Open throughout this tournament. The Australian Open matches actually happen at quite a nice time for you guys living over in the States. For me, I'm getting the Australian Open starting at midnight, going throughout the entire time that I'm asleep and uh, waking up to a few matches in the morning, which obviously isn't ideal. Whereas for you guys, you'll be getting the Australian Open at around about 7pm. If you're living on the West Coast, you'll be getting it at 4pm. So it'll be nice as soon as you get in. Uh, Australian Open will be running all the way from 4pm till 2pm where Ryan and Sean live. But for me, it's actually the most difficult tournament to watch. So I'm trying to catch as much of it as I can before I go to bed. And then trying to catch it in the morning, trying to catch highlights, trying to use YouTube, etc. So there will not be a plethora of tips here. We're going to try and get out, um, I mean, a plethora of tips given out throughout the tournament. We're going to try and rely solely on what we give out via the futures markets, which is going to be what we do on this podcast. We're going to be looking at quarter winners, which are the people to advance through to the semi-finals, and we're going to be looking at the overall winners and the finalists for this tournament. And I've not decided to fly solo for this one. I have been talking to somebody for quite a long time about my tennis betting. He's actually my tennis coach, but he's been a tennis coach for 30 years and regularly over the two years that I've known him has popped up with 
bets that have won, some that I've disagreed with. And I have to be honest, more often than not, he's done even better than me. And I am a profitable tennis bet. I'm consistently landing winners on tennis over on the over-under of the games, uh, set scores, um, tournament winners, all kinds of stuff. I've won in certain avenues, but this guy has done considerably better than me over the last two years, I must admit. Therefore, for the benefit of everybody here on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network, I thought it would be a good idea to bring him in on the show. So we're going to do that in a few minutes. But first of all, what I'm going to do is I'm going to give my overall overview of this tournament where going into it, Novak Djokovic is the favourite on the men's side. He is the world's number one. He has come back from a long-term injury and has managed to get back his world number one ranking. He was the dominant player in 2018 after a year of dominance by the returning Roger Federer in 2017. It did seem like Roger Federer was never going to come back to the top. And it also seemed the same for Novak for a while because Novak, despite the fact he's far younger than Federer, seemed like his injuries had really taken a toll on him. And now Novak obviously has never been a massive server, so it's not a case of getting a lot of free points. He very much relies on his court coverage and athleticism and things of that nature, so it would have been more difficult for Novak to recover, but he has managed to make that recovery. On the outside of that, we have Rafa Nadal completing the trio of what, what I consider to be three of the top five greatest players of all time and we're so lucky to have them in the same era this is the golden era of men's tennis to have three of the all-time greats as i just said three of the top five of all time in my opinion i would only chuck in borg and sampras alongside those those three and, and uh, we've got them all at the same time we've regularly had them all at the same tournaments and we've regularly seen all three at the top of the betting and they're constantly trading places depending on form, depending on ranking, depending on surface. For example, in four months' time, when we're talking about the French Open here, Rafa Nadal, who is the third favourite for this tournament, is going to be the favourite for the French Open. No doubt about it. He's going for 12, 12, 12 French Open trophies. He will be going to try and win the French Open for the 12th time. It's absolutely unheard of, but that's what he will be trying to do. It was crazy enough when he achieved La Decima, which was 10, that he's gone on to win the next year, and no doubt he'll be favourite again to win this year, although he can expect a push from Novak Djokovic. Novak Djokovic if he continues in his current form, is going to challenge for every tournament. And I really cannot see past Novak Djokovic. We'll see what our guest says in a minute when we bring him in. Because I spoke to him earlier on in the phone and um, he does have a sneaky feeling for Roger Federer. And that could be a good way to go because 12 months ago, Roger Federer was the favourite for this tournament. Roger Federer was the guy who'd come back. And it's not necessarily a case of Federer dropping off his form. It's a case of Novak Djokovic finding his previous form. And when Novak Djokovic was playing before he got injured, nobody seemed to be able to beat him. And that does seem like the situation at the moment. However, those of you that watched the ATP final against uh, 
Sasha Zverev saw that Zverev did find a way to beat him and beat him quite comfortably in two sets. Whether Zverev can bring his game over to a five-set format remains to be seen because that seems to be the main problem with with Zverev. Zverev has struggled to bring his game over to a five-set format. He's being heavily touted as the next world number one. He's being heavily touted as the next big thing and the next player who's going to be the number one and win Grand Slam after Grand Slam after Grand Slam. However, the problem is that has yet to translate over to a five-set format. And uh, it did take, it does take players some time. You know, Roger Federer took some time to to fill those shoes where he was touted at it for a long time. But obviously, once he got going, the Grand Slams followed pretty quickly. So it'll be interesting to see what happens with Zverev, whether he can compete better this year in the Grand Slams, whether he can, can outlast people in these five-set matches. Outside of that, we'll look at everybody else who, who has a chance in the in the men's side of the draw when we bring Darren on to the show. On the women's side, as me and Darren were talking about earlier on um, in our conversation that we had privately, it is an absolute minefield. When we run through the odds for the contenders on the women's side of the draw, we will be probably running down way past a top six or seven, as we will probably do for the men. This tournament can honestly be won by, by anybody in the top 12 and in the odds, which is why it lends itself to outside bets, which is why the likes of a Muguruza, a Keys, a Sloan Stevens, all priced between 14 and 25 to 1 have a chance. But at the moment, the leader at the top of the odds is Serena Williams, or the favourite, should I say, not the leader. She is the clear favourite at the moment at 4 to 1. And she did not start this tournament as favourite. Naomi Osaka, who destroyed Serena in the uh, US Open in New York, back in September. And if you didn't see the match, you would have definitely seen Serena Williams' outburst at the umpire uh, because that, unfortunately for Osaka, received more coverage than her actual victory. It was Serena's outburst at the umpire. But let's not make, let's not make no mistake about it. Serena Williams was outplayed that day. And Osaka, two days ago, did come into this tournament as favourite, but all of a sudden we've played one round and Serena Williams looked very good and Osaka didn't look as good and the odds have flipped over. In fact, Osaka's dropped a couple of places down. But there are multiple contenders for this. We can run through the whole list. We can talk about Stevens and Kerber and Muguruza and Halep and just throw names out all over the place. Not one name is going to be a surprise if they win this. If Serena Williams is beaten somewhere along the way, if she does find herself uh, challenged and put into a competitive match. How is she going to react under the pressure? Does she warrant this favoritism that, that she has at the moment? Probably, but can she be beaten? Is this the Serena Williams of five, six years ago? No. Is she still the best female tennis player out there on her day? 100%. If she turns up for this tournament, then four to one or nine to two in some places looks absolutely amazing. So, what we're going to do is we are going to move on from building up this tournament and looking at 
an overall overview of the markets for outright winner and the who's who and we are going to bring in our guest and we are going to look now at some of the specific odds for this tournament including the outright winner including the finalists and looking at each individual quarter with the quarters determining who gets through to the semi-finals so if you win a quarter you win the right to play in a semi-final. So where it says quarter one, quarter two, quarter three, quarter four on the markets that you're looking at, you're basically betting for that particular player to reach the semi-final ahead of the other players within that quarter. So normally the top two in that market will be the expected semi-finalists. And as you go down, the, the top four will be the last 16 and so forth. At this time, as mentioned at the top of the show, I'm going to bring in my guest, Mr. Darren Rogers. Hi. Hi, mate. I'm going to run through um, just the just all of the anti-posts. I'm not going to run through any matches or anything. There's uh, men's outright, name the finalists, final forecast, and all of the quarters as well. And then we'll move over to the women uh, quite quickly at the end. But unless you've got a specific bet picked out for that, it's obviously very difficult. Um, the men's one, we've got, I'll, I'll just read out the top eight unless you fancy someone outside the top eight to make the final or anything. Uh, Djokovic, six to five. Federer, seven to two. Nadal, 13 to two. Zverev, 12 to one. Chilich, 16 to one. Karen Kachinov, who's surprisingly in here, 22 to one. Dimitrov, 28 to one. And Nishikori, 28 to one. I'm going to mention Ryanich as well, 33 to one, because just because of how he's been playing. Yeah, I think that's a pretty, pretty good call. I think mean, it's a good chance potentially getting quarters. But um, I think outside the top four, especially Djokovic um, or Federer, they've got to be looking for world favourites, especially Djokovic. Yeah, Djokovic is, is one or two just, just to come out of his quarter. Um, and on that other side of the quarter, if he will end up playing Ryanic or Zverev. The interesting thing that I find here is because Ryanic has been away injured for such a long time or, or in and out, in and out, um, he's five to one to win his quarter and Zverev is two to one that win that quarter. But Zverev is still always struggled with five set matches. So I've picked that out as a possible bet that, that I want to give out. Yeah, that's a pretty good call. I think, um, that, yeah, the flip side of that, he is very good at three sets. He hasn't got a great record in in the slams, um, but it all depends on on the back of how um, confident he is from obviously from the uh, the ATP finals, the O2. I'll look at um, quarter three. Quarter three is Federer at even money, Chilic four to one, Karen Kachinov nine to two, and um, Batista Agu ten to one. All day long, Federer. All day long. But why? Why is that marked up at evens when Djokovic has got such an easy run for at one to two? I suppose maybe because the strongest opposition for Djokovic is weaker than the strongest opposition to Federer. The main rival for Djokovic is. Um, I'm just having a look through now. Going back to it. Oh my, my, the, the app here is playing up. Skybet always does this to me every single time I have a look for it. Oh, it's because it's because the men's has been temporarily suspended for some reason, so I don't know why that is. But yeah, I mean, why, why would you why would you have Federer there at, at even money as opposed to Djokovic who's at five to who's, uh, Djokovic is at one to two? One yeah, I just had a look. Nishikori, Nishikori is the the next one down at five to one, so that would explain why. Yeah, I mean, I mean, 
if you watch Nishikuri's first couple of first match, he was struggling big time. So I don't know. I think at the end of the day, I think Federer and Djokovic have got to be favourites to that. And if you double that up, that's got to be quite a good bet. Are you looking past anyone else here to to win this other than Djokovic or anyone else? Uh, anyone looking tempting for the final? Um, if it was the US, then you'd always look at Chidich because he's always there, there or thereabouts. Um, he has a good record. Um, but no, I think it will be. You've got to look at those two. Nadal, um, Australian Open has always been that kind to him. Um, so no, it's got to be out of those two. What's the situation on Nadal injury-wise? Because um, obviously he just took a break and you now he's back. Does he look 100% to you? I mean, he's looked all right so far. Yeah, he looks fresh. I think he looks fresh. I mean, he's probably wanted the break. Um, but and again, yeah, on his day, he can beat anybody. But the problem that you've got is Djokovic is, is, is 80% on his day. That's the difference. He's, he's you know, unplayable. And he had such a good end season last season. Well, we spoke earlier uh, uh, about some of this and Anderson has gone missing, uh, obviously, on uh, Nadal's quarter of the draw. So that really opens it up for him to get through to the, to get to the semis at least. Yeah, definitely. Has a big shock, Anderson, going out. Um, he's done pretty much of a good journey, man. He's always there or thereabouts, especially making quarters. It's normally, he's normally a flirt. So, I don't know. I think... Um, I think Rafa's got a very good chance of getting through to the semis, but beyond that, um, no, I don't see that. Yeah, the only the only competition there now for uh, for him in that quarter of the draw is um, Dimitrov at seven to two, but still Rafa's available in that quarter at six to five. So you could piece you could easily piece something together here with the big three: Nadal, Federer. And Djokovic in a treble, making it through to the just to the semi-finals without taking a risk on anyone to even win this tournament. What's the payout for that? Uh, I can work it out now. Um, it's paying out at four point nine six, so it's going to pay out um, five hundred and ninety-six pounds for a hundred-pound stake on those three to all be in the semi-finals. So that looks like the bet to me, as opposed to punting for anybody to actually win it. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, almost evens for Djokovic to take it is really still quite risky. Injuries and stuff like that, especially this early. So unless he gets later in the, the tournament, but no, I think that's a pretty good bet. So if you didn't, if you if you didn't bet Djokovic, obviously you can you can lay Djokovic, um, but it would be but it would be slight odds on. So you can lay Djokovic at the moment at eight to thirteen to to not win the tournament, which gives you everybody else in the tournament. But if you had to bet on somebody else, who would you put your money on? Um, Federer. Oh, the second favorite. Yeah, well, I mean, seven to two on Federer there, anyway. Yeah. Um, and there's a, there's an enhancement here of Djokovic, Djokovic to play Federer in the final at, at three to one. Um, let's have a look at the uh, let's have a look at the women, which is absolutely wide open. Um, Serena Williams is now the favorite. It did start as Naomi Osaka. But that's completely changed um, over the course of the last two days. So Serena's now four to one, Kerber's five to one, Sabalenka is nine to one, Osaka's ten to one, Sivitanova twelve to one, Pliskova sixteen to one, Sloane Stevens sixteen to one, Barty eighteen to one, Kvitova eighteen to one, Halep twenty-two to one, 
Wozniaki 28 to 1, Muguruza 28 to 1, Keys 33 to 1, and Sharapova 33 to 1. Notice I went way, way lower down the list and still may not have picked the winner because that's just how women's tennis is. Um, but anyone you're particularly like liking there, or I mean, it's hard to like anyone, but anyone you think's an, a really great price. Well, we talked earlier about this. I'm just saying back to backs. Besides Serena Williams, no one's done it. So you're looking at that, and Osaka, I just doubt it on based on those statistics. Um, if Serena is coming back to full fitness now and full full gameplay, then you've got to be looking at her. Just although it's a, it's a standout, it's just you know it's just common sense there. Um, my my dark horse probably would be um, Halep. Um, sitting in the same quarter as Serena so simply to make a quarter final at the moment uh, sorry simply to make the semi-finals Halep's at 8-1 to one. that's a good chance you know it's not a bad bet is it it's a tough quarter though because Serena's oh, in that tough super tough Serena's in the quarter at 6-4 to four. Pliskova's also there and then Muguruza's there as well so they're the three that are above Halep in the betting 6-4 uh, to 7-2 to 6-1 and then Halep is at 8-1 to one. I just always had a bit of a soft spot for Halep and she's always returned so but I just think that it, the, the flip side of it is Halep did get a result against Serena then then she's got quite a nice easy lay into the ring so um, but besides that I just don't see Osaka I mean just see Serena I don't, I don't when you look beyond that what's your thoughts Billy who do you think um, I'm 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 liking the look of these these quarter bets as I've I've just been looking at. I mean Osaka is a strong favourite to win a quarter, and um, I don't even necessarily agree with that. I think there's Ma- Madison Keys to win Osaka's quarters at five to one, but all of these women are constantly hit and miss. I guess I'm with you as well in the same camp that if Serena turns up, then then she'll be the one that wins the tournament. But at the same time, over the past few years, we have seen Halep win. We've seen Muguruza win. Muguruza was touted to be this this world number one off the back of winning Wimbledon. It's just never happened. So she 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 will inevitably, unless unless you disagree, she will win another Grand Slam and she will get this together. But at, at some point, as I said earlier to you, someone is going to stand out and win back to back and and become the world number one and take it and and dominate this this area of the sport for a year or two at least um, the one we've got the game to do it is Sloane Stevens, but I don't know what her issue is in terms of playing the small tournaments and, and going out and not improving her ranking but turning up for these for these grand slams and at 16 to 1 I would think that would be the best each way bet who's in her who's in her quarter I'll go back to that now see I don't know whether she's in um whether she's in quarter three or four, because I've looked at the others. Um, Sabalenka is the favourite for quarter three, with Kitova, um, the second favourite in that one. So looking at quarter four, 
she would have to be in there. And the main rival in that quarter is Kerber at five to six to win that quarter. So you've got Sloane Stevens available at three to one just to win, just to get through to the semis, which is why I'm thinking there's a lot more value in these in these women's quarters yeah. as there is to actually picking a winner because you're looking at somebody to have a run to the semifinals, uh, which I think Halep particularly could easily do because her nerves seem to get the better of her in finals as opposed to these earlier yeah. stages. Like week, week one is normally quite easy for her. But um, right, who, 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 are you, who are you picking out there? Just Serena and... and yeah, so, uh, Serena and Halep, I think. Um, I think the the other flip one is, you know, I haven't mentioned Kerber. Um, and um, Sloane Stevens, it's just, she's so on and off, isn't it? It's unbelievable. Um, but your appreciation does come out for the slams as opposed to sort of the normal WTA um, events. Um, I think if I'm being absolutely honest on all of that, if I was going to put down, I would probably have Serena and made my, my outside bet being Halep just just because I think she could beat Serena then, you know, there's a really good chance she can go through to the rest. Um, but I think the standout bet would probably be the men's three against the quarters. Well, I'll pick out two bets here. Straight to the semis, yeah. Two bets here on that, on the straight forecast market that I just found um, that might relate to you. Uh, Halep to beat Kerber in a final, 66 to 1. Uh, Sloan Stevens to beat Serena Williams in a final is 100 to 1. So, so there you go. If, if, if those land, you should be thanking us for putting the show out. Um, I think that's everything I wanted to discuss with you. I wanted to run through these um, this anti-post futures bets with you. Anything um, anything you want to plug or give out or anything? I mean, it won't be that relevant unless people want to take tennis lessons when they're in England coming in from America. But, <laughs> but either way. No, thanks, buddy. Thanks for inviting me on it. And um, good luck to everybody out there. No worries, mate. Thanks for coming on. Cheers, Bill. Finally spring, and I'm saying goodbye snow, hello adventure. And during the Honda Dream Garage Spring Event, you can get epic deals on your favorite Honda model. Ready to get rugged? Then take the off-road in an all-wheel drive Honda SUV, like the CRV, HRV, Pilot, Passport, or redesigned Ridgeline. Want to take a spring road trip? Then check out a fuel-efficient turbocharged Civic or Accord. Say goodbye to winter and hello to a new Honda. Don't miss huge savings during the Honda Dream Garage Spring Event. Now at your local Honda dealer.